Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bob Stopper, Brendan Escott joining you in the 630 Chad Studios. Love that song. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Edmonton Oilers coming off a 4-3 loss at the hands of the Calgary Flames. On Saturday night, we'll get to some of that audio fairly quickly in today's show. Um, the team hit the ice at 11 o'clock. It was a CBA-mandated off day yesterday. Lots happening. Awesome time of the year between, uh, obviously, the start of the NHL regular season. you got Major League Baseball playoffs going on. Uh, you got the CFL, the NFL, college football, full force. Let's get after it. This is Oilers Now. Actually, it's James Earl Jones' birthday today. I guess we should have said, this is Oilers now. It's funny how you bring that up with my son, who's a huge Star Wars fan, Hudson, and he, of course, represents, uh, you know, that fandom and, uh, you know, Luke, I am your father, whatever the deal was back in the day. And I I initially think of CNN as soon as I one brings up James Earl Jones. Uh, John Shannon will join us sir, for uh, Legacy Heating and Cooling today at 1235. Edmonton Oilers Assistant General Manager Keith Gretzky after back-to-back games for the Bakersfield Condors regular season games, which, by the way, Philip Roberg did not play. Hmm, interesting. Have to monitor that situation a bit. Uh, we are going to open up the phone lines. We don't do that often on this show. We're going to do it at 105 today on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Stay charged up this fall. Bring your player's club card to the venue. Get a free River Cree portable charger. For more information, head to therivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get them with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. The first Battle of Alberta 
played on the heels of the Edmonton Oilers winning the first Battle of Alberta playoff series in over 30 years in five games. And um, it didn't go well for Edmonton on Saturday night. They again fell uh, behind just like they did against Vancouver. Down 4-1 through one, battled back in the game, had a puncher's chance late. But at the end of the day, Calgary is just better. They deserve the win. I bring up 1991. Coincidence or circumstance? The Edmonton Oilers beat the Calgary Flames in uh, a matchup of the last two Stanley Cup champions, the 89 Flames, the 1990 Oilers, in a series which many uh, felt was the most vicious and brutal and, frankly, in many respects, most beautiful of the Battle of Alberta. It went the full seven games. Um, the Oilers were up 3-1 in that series back in 91. Flames got an overtime winner. Um in Game 6 after winning Game 5 at home. Got an overtime winner from Theo Fleury. That's where he did his mad dash across the ice. Uh, Mark Messier was significantly compromised due to injuries that year in the playoffs, and the Oilers were on the ropes. They went back to Calgary for Game 7. The Flames built up a 3-0 lead, then Essa Tikkanen uh, took over, and the Oilers rallied ultimately for a 5-4 overtime victory as Tikkanen fired one through Frank Musil and up and over a stunned Mike Vernon. So the Oilers uh, you know, went three rounds in the playoffs they, in, in 1991. They had upset the Calgary Flames. The two teams met in Calgary to start the regular season in 91-92. Mark Messier was no longer an Edmonton Oiler. And the Flames pumped Edmonton. They scored four goals in the first period. Al McKinnis had a goal and two assists, and they pounded the Oilers 9-2. You know, they obviously uh, were playing with a greater degree of intensity. I remember the game quite well. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't think at that time that Edmonton would end up in the 92 conference final, but they did. So fast forward, you know, 31 years later to the start of the 22 regular season, of course, the Oilers had vanquished the Flames in five games in a bit of an upset. I think it needs to be stated in a bit of an upset. A lot of people had picked Calgary to win that series. Why not? Flames finished ahead of Edmonton in the regular season. Calgary had uh, made some alterations to the lineup. We had GM Brad Trelevin on the show. He did an awesome job rebuilding that team. If you listen to the show all summer... From the moment that we saw the Flames sign Nazem Kadri as we bring in Brendan Escott, how many times did we say that Calgary Brendan Escott was going to have a really good team? I don't know. Hundreds of times over the course of the last couple of months? Not even just on this show. I heard a lot of people giving the Flames a lot of credit, and right. Brad Trey Living in particular, that this could even be a better group. I think they have a better year. team. So who do you think that game meant more to on Saturday night? Do you think it meant more to a Flames team that, you know, they've got a new they've got a couple different bodies in the lineup. They're the team that lost the playoff series. They were ready to go. They were better on uh, Saturday night against Edmonton. There's no question as uh, we go into the Oilers now audio vault for Frank and the staff at Direct Workwear, specialized to work with your business, outfit your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and F- Fort McMurray. The orders were sloppy early. The Flames took it to Edmonton. They deserved it, but they were the team, in my opinion, that had greater motivation for that hockey game. Here's Jack with the call. Good evening, everyone, inside our broadcast booth here at Rogers Place. Here's Michael Stone, a blast, and that was deflected. Rebound score, Backlund. 
able to bury the loose change in front of Jack Campbell, and the Flames have scored just a minute 13 in. They lead it 1-0. Kulak to Drysaddle. His shot right circle blocked. Rebound thrown in front. Kane to CeCe. Rich shot score. This game is tied. Cody CeCe, the equalizer at 318. Lenar beaten left side. One all. Now a blast from the point is in by Michael Stone, who has a goal and an assist right off the draw. He hammered it top left corner, and I'm not sure Campbell got a clean look at it. There seemed to be some traffic in front. And now the Flames to the power play. Kulak fell down to the net and tucking it home is Nazem Kadri for the Calgary Flames. Obviously, when it's a breakaway, that's the one goal I really, uh, really want back when it's me and the shooter. I expect myself to save that one every time, and uh, you know, I'll go over the video with Schwartzy and get back to work. Here's Kadri blistering down the right-hand side to the net to save Campbell. Rebound score, Manjapani. And the Flames get the fourth goal. They're up 4-1. to Drysaddle in front, came back door. One-timer score. Connor McDavid and the Oilers are back in the game. A power play goal. McDavid's fourth in two games. And it's down to 4-2 with still a healthy 9-14 to play in the period. That's a pretty nice looking play, wasn't it? I mean, <laughs> dry settle to Kane, a left shot, and he slid it short side to McDavid, and there was no chance for Vladar. Off the draw, Ryan Murray, short side score, Ryan McLeod, and the Oilers are within a goal. Scared of the bench, stretch pass, Zach Hyman, right corner, tried to center for Nugent Hopkins, bumped off the puck by Chris Tanner, tucked in front, wide open, and shoveled over the net. What a chance for Dreisaitl. Ten seconds to go. Flames can't clear. The Oilers have to hustle here. Hyman to Nugent Hopkins in front. Katie shot. Denied Vladar. Rebound. The horn goes. And somehow Calgary <laughs> hangs on. Vladar was stretched out in a prone position. And I think it was Hyman who had at least part of a vacant net trying to heal one home. And he could not do it. Vladar in a full stretch. And the Flames survive four to three. When you put yourself down the way we did, you know, it's uh, too too big of a hill to climb after being down to that team four to one. Oh, I need to hit that button too. I got to remember. You know what happened, Brendan? I got screwed up because we have the new text messaging system over here, Text Groove, and so I'm having to learn on the fly. Bottom line, the Calgary Flames were better. Edmonton, by the way, Jack Michaels, you got to use that as your. When we eventually get you down to the states, just kidding, buddy. Uh, that was a great call at the end of the game. The horsepower in that voice. Here's the deal. Edmonton was lucky to be in that position. The Calgary Flames hit three goal posts, one right after Stuart Skinner came in, who, by the way, Skinner made 31 saves on 31 shots. The Flames hit three posts, including one within the first shot Skinner faced hit the post. It could have been 5-1. Calgary easily could have won that hockey game 6-3 or 7-3. They were the better team. They were sharper. Their defense, I don't care how Zadorov and Gabranson played and you know, the size they have, their defense is better right now. And they don't have Shellington playing, but Michael Stone is a really effective third-pairing right-shot guy that launches bombs from the point. 
if only against the Oilers. Like, he might not perform that well against any other team in the league, right. but he proved it in the playoff series last year as well. He does it against the Oilers. Yes, yeah. So, like, but you know what, Brendan? Like, if you were to tell me before that game, and maybe deep down inside, if you listen closely on Friday, you might have gotten that sense. I knew the Oilers were going to get a good game out of the Flames. Why you you know? I remember in 1986, in the fall of '86. So the Oilers had been eliminated by Calgary in the uh, you know on the Steve Smith bank shot goal off of Grant Fear, ending the Oilers' uh, run for three in a row. The Montreal Canadiens won the Stanley Cup champion in 1986. They had a game that was basically the Prime Minister's game in Ottawa. It was an exhibition game. And the Oilers laid the proverbial boots to the Montreal Canadiens. They, you know what, kicked them. Okay? It wasn't close. They won the game. They outclassed them on the ice in terms... It was an exhibition game, but it was a message by the Oilers to the defending Stanley Cup champions under Jean Perron. You might have won the championship, but you're not the best team. And people say, oh, stuff, you're making a big deal over there. What are you kidding me? You kidding me? The 86-87 team, I don't care what anybody says. That's the best of the Oilers' dynasty teams, and they were sending a message. And the Calgary Flames in 91 coming off being upset, not for, and it was an upset. Calgary had home ice. They wanted to send a message to start the 91 season, and they came, and they were focused, and they wanted to send a message. doesn't mean that's how it's going to end up between the two teams at the end of the year. But right now, Calgary's they're better, and their defense, their team defense is better. I'll say team defense. But their defense is better. The Oilers have had, through two games, significant challenges. I can always tell how good defensemen are, how effective defensemen are. Less is more. Nicholas Lidstrom was the best defenseman in the world at making the five-foot pass. Okay? It's an art you transition it. You don't have to transport it. You don't have to jump up and be on every rush and end up out of position if there's a turnover, right? There's a way. If I was to, if there's parents out there listening that have got kids 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 that want to be defensemen, master the art of the five-foot pass because it basically keys. It shows you can make quick decisions in tight and get the play up the ice. And the Flames did an infinitely better job of that than Edmonton. And I'm not really surprised. You know, Daryl Sutter had a captive audience. His team, relatively speaking, should have been in a position to at least take that series to six or seven games, and instead the Oilers won four straight. So Calgary were better. I'm not, and I'm here to tell you, it's not the end of the world for the I know there's already so Come on, Really? Really, like we're two games into the season. They played one of the best teams in the league that were on their game. And a sign that the Flames were on their game was in the third period. Because Edmonton got back in the game at 4-3. And the Flames locked it down until about the final three or four minutes. So you recognize that right now, Calgary, when they play that game, if you're not prepared to be at that level yourself, it's going to be a long night. It had nothing to do with the goaltender. Let's establish that right now. That was not on Jack Campbell. Okay, that was on the team in front of Jack Campbell. Um, 
Calgary was good. We give them their, we tip our hats. They're, you know, when they do the power rankings in the league, guess who's going to be the top team in the West? Because they've beaten Colorado and they've beaten Edmonton. It's going to be the Calgary Flames. It's not the end of the world for Edmonton. You know, we got a long way to go this season. The team practiced today. There were some changes made. I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to be more changes coming. Okay? There might be a change or two. I think they need to change the complexion of the defense. It wouldn't surprise me at some point over the next two or three days if you see, maybe as early as the next two or three days, a guy like Nima Linen return to Edmonton. Because I think they could have used the dimension uh, that he had. Here is what the Oilers uh, went with today. In practice, and I was over there this morning before driving back over to Chad. Connor McDavid was up front with Evander Kane and Kyler Yamamoto. Leon Dreisaitl with Zach Hyman and Yeso Pugliarvi. Ryan Nugent Hopkins was with Dylan Holloway and Warren Fogle. The Oilers rotated Shore, McLeod, Malone, and Ryan. Okay, if they're going to recall Niemalainen, who makes 762, they might have to send down a guy who's at 762 since they're on the cap. And there's a forward that's at 762, and that is Brad Malone. On defense, Nurse was with CC Kulak and Barry Murray and Bouchard. And that Murray and Bouchard tandem struggled in the first period against Calgary. They had some tough moments. To today's practice, Connor McDavid Oilers captain had this to say on a spirited pace practice today. Uh, yeah, I think we can practice better. I think, uh, you know, game uh, you know, game habits start in practice, and you know, I didn't think our practice had been very good, so today was, uh, today was a step, uh, step in the right direction uh, in terms of that. Ryan Nugent Hopkins added an additional thought on today's up-tempo practice. Yeah, I, I thought it was good today. Um, after a day off especially, um, uh, I, I thought the way that uh, we all went out there and battled today, um, I mean, just quick battles, so it's nothing too taxing, but it's obviously getting into people and uh, getting hard in front of uh, our net, uh, in front of the opposing team's net. Uh, I think that's going to be a theme uh, starting now for us, and we got to get harder in those areas. So today, today we uh, worked on it, and I think we should get Oilers uh, down 3 nothing to Vancouver, down 4-1 to Calgary, rallied in both games, couldn't get the equalizer against the Flames, roared back for the win against Vancouver. Here's McDavid on Edmonton's slow starts. Yeah, it doesn't take much of an expert to realize that uh, we got to be better in the first, you know, 5, 10, 20 minutes of the games. Um, you can't be spotting teams, you know, three-goal leads. So, um, you know, we got to find a way to get off to a better start. It starts, uh, starts individually and, you know, obviously expands out to the whole group. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, added this perspective on last year's slow starts carrying forward. Definitely good and bad. I mean, you don't want to start the, you don't want to start games like that. Uh, you don't want to spot teams any uh, easy opportunities, and uh, so we can fix that. I mean, we know we have that ability to, to be able to fix that. Um, I think we're a pretty confident team when we get down to, to be able to uh, come back in games, whether we have 40 minutes or uh, 30 minutes, some games to, to get two or three. But it's not not a position we want to be in against good teams. Obviously, it's uh, it's something that uh, you can be comfortable uh, if the situation happens, but. But uh, we don't want to put ourselves in that uh, in that spot all, all, all the time. Sorry. And Connor McDavid added these thoughts on how you can start games better. Yeah, I think you just. Uh 
you know, you put lots of emphasis on it. You know, obviously we're gonna we're gonna focus on that. You know, ex we're, we're we're expecting a good start tomorrow. Um, you know, and everybody's gotta do something just to get themselves in the game. You know, um, you can't kind of sleepwalk through the through the first couple minutes of the game, and you know, you find yourself down uh, down early that way. So. Um, I think it's just important everybody gets off and, and, uh, and gets themselves into the game right away. All right, 12:25 at Edmonton. I can gauge how Edmonton's going to play based on Nugent Hopkins at even strength. Just leave you with that. Just think about that for a second. When we come back, let's go to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. It's 12:25 at Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Edmonton owned and operated. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, nine games in the league tonight with Toronto home to Arizona. Eric Schalgren starts a net there. Montreal welcomes Sid and the Penguins. Vancouver visits Washington and Winnipeg's in Dallas. It's the Oilers and Sabres tomorrow on 6.30. Chad, 7 o'clock game time. Red Wings forward Tyler Bertuzzi out four to six weeks. Upper body injury there. Uh, Leafs goaltender Matt Murray, and that's why I mentioned Shalgren. he's got an adductor injury. It's going to sideline him about a month. Oil Kings finished up the U.S. Division road trip with a 7-0 loss to Reed Schaefer's Seattle Thunderbirds. That was on Friday. One goal on eight shots for Schaefer. A six-game homestand beginning Friday for Edmonton with Prince Albert coming to Rogers Place. A former Oiler Ladislav Smead officially joining the Oil Kings as a development coach, by the way. And the Golden Bears whooped on Trent Western, a combined 11-2 over two games this weekend. Big games against the Huskies in Saskatchewan coming up. The uh, uh, well, Canada West Conference the top two teams in at 5-0 versus 5-1. Best college football game of the year this year, uh, this week. Alabama and Tennessee 52-49 finals. Unbelievable theater. A lot better than the Golden Bear football game against Calgary on Saturday, or that matter, the Elks against the Argos Saturday night. We'll discuss a little bit more of that later. It's 12.30 off to a global news weather traffic update. Here's Eileen Bell.